Cardinals and Titans joint practice going on in Nashville as we speak. Here to talk Cardinals and NFL with us. Max Starks joins us on the Arizona Sports Line. Max, how are you, man? I'm doing good, fellas. How are we today? Doing We're good. Doing good, Every man. minute that passes, we get closer and closer to real football. So it's a, it's a good thing, Max. Well, especially, you know, and I think that's a good deterrent, especially after our hearts get crushed by Kevin Durant. So it's good that we can move on and focus right. on the finer it, things in life. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so Vinny and I were trying to make sense of the Cody Ford acquisition because his analytics are terrible. Not that that defines a player. But they gave up a fifth-round draft pick when, when they could have used that for other needs. Help us make sense of the Cody Ford signing. Well, I think, you know, for, for Steve Kime and, and you look at the Cardinals brass, I mean, over the years, yes, that, that, that mid to late mid round pick has sometimes yielded great results when they've had it, but they normally trade that pick away <laughs> kind of consistently. So I think when you look at it, I think it's more so saying, Hey, we need help. We need, we need something here because we don't like the depth that we have right now at the offensive line position. We're good on the front line, but behind that, we, we, what we've brought in so far has not been yielding the fruit where we feel like if we can lose one or both of our guards <laughs> consistently, um, that we have a third swing guy that can come in and play. And I think that's kind of more the market as it is. It dictates that he's the best of what's available right now, of course, until we get to final cuts. And I think that's where you kind of say, okay, well, maybe there's some value of some guys that you know did, they didn't have. But for right now, we're looking at still 80-man rosters. This is the best available we had, and we had to go out and get it and have somebody in there in this system now that we could start grooming sooner rather than later. Max starts our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. When, when you look at the, the front line, uh, the, the five projected starters, Max, on that line, Humphreys, Pugh, Hudson, Hernandez, Beecham, we've talked about it on this show. Bick and I both feel that's a pretty good-looking offensive line you know, if they could stay healthy, uh, which yeah. you never know is going to happen. What, what are your thoughts on, on that, that five-person line? I like the five-person line. You know, I, I love what they have in the front, but like you said, it comes to what's behind it. Because when I look at it, DJ made his first Pro Bowl. Tremendous guy that's, that has steadily gotten better every single year since he's been in the league. And he's become that franchise linchpin type of left tackle that you want to see. Justin Pugh, solid sturdy guy who can give you all three interior now because of the snaps that he took out of the, out of the Hudson hangout uh, Brady holdover. And, you know, you look at Will Hernandez, a lot of, a lot of potential in Will, you know, I covered Will in college when he was at UTEP when Sean Kugler was the head coach at UTEP. So he knows Will Hernandez better than anybody does. And I watched him and he was a one man show on that offensive line down there in UTEP. Obviously that never came to fruition with New York and New York had a whole bunch of other problems they had to deal with. So he I don't think he got the attention that he needed where he'll get that here in Arizona. Rodney Hudson, nothing else to say. The Rock. You know, just call him Rock Hudson. Um, and then, of course, Kelvin. Kelvin, I think, has been one of those guys that he has been that dependable guy. Mm-hmm. You kind of often forget about him. That's because he's doing his job so good. Uh, more often than not. And I think that's kind of where you start with that front five. But then what's behind them? Where do we have 
solace or comf- confidence because we just named five, but you got to name seven, right? There's seven guys on a game day that have to be go out there and replicate what the starting five are doing at any time. Now, you know, I'll never forget my first start in the league was at left guard <laughs> and I'm a tackle. So, you know, you have to think that those swing tackles have to be able to play guards. Those swing guards have to be able to yeah. play center. And so now you're looking at your sixth and seventh man off the bench and you're saying, okay, well, who has the best crossover right now? They feel like they don't have that guy. So you have to go out there you have to reach and grab some guys. And then also this might not be the final iteration. You might still find somebody else. Once we cut down after this last preseason game that might come in and be like, okay, there was a guy that was previously in our system or there's a guy we didn't think he was going to be available. So we can go out and we can post that guy and bring him on to really round out our team. I mean, I'm dealing with the same thing in Pittsburgh right now, as far as what do we have depth wise and heck even, starters at at certain positions and I think that's kind of what the state of the league is is that there's not enough good offensive linemen out there the the middle tier veteran middle class of offensive linemen that are just you know steady eddy plug and play type of linemen that day has come and gone and so now you kind of have to go and pull somebody off of of the current roster or entice them away with a trade or a pick because they're just not lying around anymore like they used to used to be a surplus of linemen where you had too many too many linemen not enough spaces almost like the transfer portal for college Yeah, right, right, exactly. All right, I think the Cardinals are going to set an unofficial unofficial record for least snaps played by starters in a football (laughs) preseason. Is there is there a level that? What do you think of that strategy? Is is the preseason really that meaningless? Can you really, um, from top to bottom, hit the ground running, or or should these guys be getting a few reps in? Where are you at on all that? I mean, I look at it and, you know, there, there, there is a perfect balance in this world. I, I don't think you can go too far either way. And I think for the Cardinals, it's just I don't know if I could necessarily agree with it. Um, you know, but then again, it makes sense just like the toilet paper shortage during COVID, right? I mean, you know, you, you're just sitting there. You're like, why Why have all resources is toilet paper going out? But then you also say for this, why are there not that many live snaps for a team that, yes, you got incrementally better from the previous year, but that last outing, was abysmal for your for the starters that are there that are back and you want to wipe that taste out of your mouth even if it is a preseason game you want to cleanse the palate before you go into this season not let your first live reps be directly after your last reps of the postseason so I think you know there is a balance and and that's one of the things I struggle with you know is because I remember I you played in all four preseason games if you were a starter no matter how many years you were in the league back in the day yes it was four games Games, but you know you had that ramp up. You had the one to two series for the for the first preseason game. Then the second one you got a quarter, and then the third one you got about a half, and maybe the first snap of the third quarter just to simulate game type situations. Then the fourth one, you know, play play a series, maybe two, you know, with the backup quarterback just so he feels comfortable going into a season if he has to start if any injury happens, and then you proceed. Now I know we've truncated the season to three preseason season games now but then that usually puts week one okay may or may not play right Mm -hmm. i'm still trying to feel it out second game though you want to get those reps because you don't want to put them in the third preseason game so i get that but to not have any preseason action i mean heck even tj watt 
the reigning defensive player of the year, still had still played about a quarter in the Jacksonville game yeah. that I covered and, and got a sack. So it was like, oh, dusted it off. It looks, still looks good. All right. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Yeah. We know he's ready to rock and roll. So that's where I find that balance, especially when you had such transition as well, because you're still trying to figure out who your personnel is for a lot for a lot of situations because you have new guys in you have DeAndre Hopkins missing so you want to get as many reps in a live game situation with your new receiving core <laughs> if, I, if I'm Kyler Murray and there's an offense line I still need to work with my guys to get back into the mold and then like you said I, I get the injury to Will Hernandez and now Justin Pugh but you can't operate with kick gloves the entire time like you have to put them under some stress because you would hate for it to come out week one when it's live guys are straining and stressing for what feels like a real game contest where the other team does not care about your health and well-being and then something bad happens soft tissue wise because you didn't put yourself under stress ahead of time yeah it makes sense max great stuff as always thanks for joining us today we appreciate it man